The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. Mitchell's front page, the Monday Sports Panel. Bit of a quieter show today. It's only Pete with us. How are you, Pete? Good to see you. Thank you very much, Mitchell. Nice to be here again. Well, uh, today we're looking at the North Melbourne Football Club, and I think what they did a couple of weeks ago in terms of public relations, talking about how they got rid of all of their debt. It's a great story, bringing in some of the old players and uh, Danny Laidley and just remembering back to uh, that era of success in the late 1990s. I thought that was fantastic. It was. It's, uh, I was just thinking before, I guess uh, we look at St Kilda, who haven't won a flag since 66, but I think... And only the one flag. flag. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, the club, if you had a second club next season, I think I might just have a little bit of a, a follow of North Melbourne kangaroos. I, it's it, They're an interesting club, aren't they? they? They've never had huge membership. They've won 14 wooden spoons. Um, yeah, I must admit, membership... Uh, in this season gone was 46,357, which was a record for North Melbourne. I don't take a lot of times intre- uh, big notice of membership because there's so many different types of membership. Well, they've changed it, so, and it's the same with uh, Geelong, you know, the three-game membership, yeah. the membership where you don't really get to go to any games, you just sign up to the newsletter, so you're right, it can be uh, a little yeah. bit misleading. But it's um, hopefully, and, and they've, they're, they're still 15th as far as membership is concerned in the AFL, so, and when you look at clubs like your Richmond, 105,000 members, Collingwood, 82, Essendon, 81, and they're, they're 46, so it, they've always been... Um, Always struggled. Um, I mean, they did have that era where they won the flags under the 10-year rule with Ron Barassi and some success, as you said, in the 90s, Mitch. But it's been fairly... Um, although Brad Scott did go OK with them, but the last few years have been uh, have been pretty disappointing for the Kangas. But as we said, good signs out of debt. Um, I think they'll improve a bit from... from uh, a fair bit, actually, from uh, from this season for a number of reasons. But yeah, it's just it's been tough, and you know what happened to the coach as well um, in recent times, and not necessarily coping so well with the hub life. I mean, it must have taken its toll on so many players. But I suppose in their case, it was quite public, wasn't it? It was, and uh, I think at the time, Reece Shaw, um, and there were stories going about that um, you know Brad Scott still had a contract to be paid out, um, and. Uh, it was like, well, the AFL did say to the Kangaroos, look, if uh, if Brad Scott comes into our into the AFL environment in a, in a role, well, that can be taken. You know, there was a deal done that they wouldn't have to pay him his full amount. But at the back of their minds, I think, and reassure no disrespect to reassure, I think he was probably had they been more financial, was probably maybe not their first preference, but they had their hands tied in that in that era, area of, uh, of finance. So unfortunately, and as you said, uh, it was a pretty ordinary year. And then last. Well, this season going four four wins, seventeen losses. They didn't win until round nine. That was their first win, but there was positive signs. I thought in the second half of the season, and um, they beat uh, Carlton, and I think they beat West Coast too over over in the West. So that that was positive, and their coaches. Um, Noticeably for the next season, no changing to their uh, to their coaching panel. So when you put a new coach in, in David Noble, who had a lot more. Uh, He'd done a lot of a fair amount of work in the in the administration side, but also has had you know a, a fair bit of football background as well. But it was an interesting choice with David Noble 
sort of like a Chris Fagan type sort of appointment. Get an, an elder statesman in mm. who knows a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and put around him some very handy assistant coaches. Uh, and they have John Blakey, Gavin Brown, Lee Adams, Anthony Rocker. So there's four for a start that have a um, have a fair amount of experience in, in the coaching uh, in the coaching ranks. So, and it would take a, a while to get a game plan in, learn to work with each other, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, I just thought they'll be a lot better for the first year uh, with those coaches. I thought um, there's a few uh, a few positives too. Um, their drafts. Obviously, the number one draft pick in uh, Jason Horn Francis. He's a midfielder forward. Josh Goda is a uh, another midfielder, Spring Hill midfielder. Paul Curtis, a dangerous forward. So their their draft, I think they they did okay out of that. They really did. But I think David Noble's game plan is he wants versatility within the players, and we saw that with Luke McDonald, half-back flanker to the wing. Kane Turner went into the midfield at times. Jack Siebel was a big move going to the half-back line. And up forward, you had Nick Larkey, 42 goals. Cam Suar, Jaden Stevenson, right, he's got a bit of a problem with the hip, the skateboarding incident or whatever, and Taron Thomas. So there's still plenty of positives um, they just can't rely too much on uh, on Jack Siebel all the time and Todd Goldstein. So their rucks in uh, Tristan Zeri, Tom Campbell and Jacob Edwards, they really have to stand up and, and take a little bit of the pressure off Goldstein. But, uh, yeah, look, I... Um, and it's only 100 days to the opening round of football. That's incredible, right? isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? What? So hopefully we get the full one in. But on the on the disappointing side and the sad side of it is, of course, Ben Cunnington, uh, who's going back in because uh, with another tumour has appeared. So mm. probably they will be, unfortunately, looking at 2022 without Ben Cunnington. But, yeah, look, I, 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 I can't see them winning the wooden spoon, to be quite honest. I, I think if there's going to be a side that comes out hard early and gets on the board um, and puts a few wins and gets some confidence, it could be very well the Kangaroos. They won't play finals, I wouldn't imagine, but I can see them winning nine, nine, maybe ten games. Okay, well, yeah. you win nine or ten, you're, you're not in the finals, right, but, but you're sort of tenth, eleventh sort yeah. of thing, aren't you? And another positive too is Aidan Bonner. Now, he, he injured his ankle in round nine. Prior to that, he, he had a, a really good game. He kept Ollie Wines quiet, and he had a really good game on Paddy Dangerfield. And as I said, injured his ankle, or round eight it was. Only played three games after that. So he's another one that's basically, you know, will be a, like a new recruit coming back uh, next season. So, yep, if you're a kangaroo supporter, I would be looking forward to the next few years. I really would. Well, that's good. It's good to see some hope on the horizon. But um, what a sad situation with the coaches in terms of that financial thing, saying they're not our first choice. I mean... I suppose as the coach, that doesn't fill you with a lot of confidence when it's publicly known that you're only yeah. there because you're cheaper. Well, but yeah. I suppose it's also even looking at building success in that if you pay a lot of money to get in someone who can bring success, assuming that the coach can really control that, um, you then get a lot more money back because, I mean, how much Melbourne has sold in their merchandise mm. and oh. the memberships and all that sort of thing. I mean, when you bring in the on-field success, the off-field success can then sort of yeah, start sure. to follow. So it becomes a sort of a, a cycle, doesn't it? You've got to spend the money to then get the yeah, money you know, through. Yep, yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, if they, maybe in sort of words, they didn't quite come out and just say, look, he wasn't, but it was, it was quite obvious. I mean, the press did report that he... he and I don't obviously... think anyone denied it no, <laughs> at no, that time. No, they, no, they mm. wouldn't, and uh, they just thought, well... And, of course, give, um, give him his, uh, his due when he came in as caretaker coach um, towards you know, the, the latter half of the previous season. He did have a fair success, but, um, yeah. But anyway, that, that 
uh, was an unfortunate thing, but he's he's back in the uh, in the coaching ranks again. Um, Rhys Shaw, so that's that's good. Good so, on him. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but anyway, we'll um, we uh, we'll look forward. But yeah, I, I would think that. Uh, I'll be following North Melbourne with a fair bit of interest. Now, in terms of the AFL fixture that came out for round one, I'm just not really a huge fan of the Wednesday night football. I didn't get it. I mean, uh, the <laughs> Thursday night, I think you yeah. can probably make that work. But um, what are we going to have seven nights of uh, football? I think they did actually have to do that at one point, didn't they, because of the COVID, COVID. lockdowns. Um, but, I mean, it's clearly going to be designed for a TV audience because you can't no. drag a young family up to the MCG on a, a Wednesday night. No, that's, that's right. And, and it's surprising because we've... You know, we've been quite happy to do the Carlton Richmond as the uh, as the opener on on that Thursday night, and uh, all right, uh, it's been fairly one sided there with Richmond winning uh, most of those. Um, mm. um, um, well, yeah, they call it the blockbuster, but anyway, it's a good look. It's a good opening for the season, but yeah, the Wednesday night and the, the Premiership. I don't know why they went with that one, Melbourne Bullies. You know the yeah, I just don't know why you really have to play on a Wednesday night. night. Is it because well. they're trying to say you know football's back in Melbourne and we're going to have this big football fiesta? But I'm pretty sure you could have got the same result by just sticking with the the Thursday night and saying actually you know it's been a lot of upheaval and the day grand final becoming a night grand final and what we're doing here is sort of a nod to tradition yeah. um, by saying mm. football and the way it used to be a couple of years ago is back. I think that would have been powerful. Yeah, true, true. So. Yeah, so we've got, as you said, the Wednesday and then uh, the Thursday night, the Carlton Richmond, St Kilda v Collingwood on the Friday night. And then uh, on the Saturday, we have the three games, Geelong v Essendon, GWS Sydney, Brisbane and Port. And then, of course, the three games on the Sunday. So there's no free-to-air um, TV on uh, matches on the Sunday. Thank goodness for KO. I mean, I've <laughs> subscribed to that uh, last year and it's changed. It changes your life, the football coverage on that. Um, it's probably worth it if you're a keen football fan, just spending a little yeah. bit of money each month because I find that the analysis that they do on Fox Footy, it's much preferable to me right. to uh, to Channel 7. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. So. so if you are a fan, you are going to be watching a few games each round. I think it's just worth spending the money and, and getting out. But yeah, um, free-to-air TV is still very important. And I know they've spoken a lot about how you need to keep sport available where it's accessible. So that's an interesting point. Just that Geelong-Essendon game, I should know this, but where is that actually being played? Is that down here in Geelong or are they putting that Ooh, in Melbourne? They, they, yeah, now, that's interesting because Geelong are named as the, um, as the home Yeah, home and I just know that they were trying to say, oh, it's a blockbuster maybe because Geelong uh, finished finals and Essendon finished finals. But... Um, yeah, if it's a blockbuster, they presumably we, can't we, play it down here. No, no. Because they don't have the capacity. You would think, uh, so on the Saturday, well, I would think it would be at the G because uh, the other two games on the Saturday are GWS and Sydney and Bris- yep. Brisbane and Port, so yep. so the G would be vacant. So I, I would think that would be would be the go. Uh, so I, obviously then what they're trying to do is to almost have a game in Melbourne or at the MCG just about every day, then Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday. and bringing it through. Yeah, that's How right. long does that ground need to recover after a game, I wonder? Because do they do double headers where they have a Saturday afternoon and Saturday night? I don't think they've had one for some time. I mean, the, the other... Yeah, look, the logistics of that is, is interesting because um, clean up and uh, before yeah. the next game starts. Yeah, interesting to sure. hear from a, a greenskeeper even how you keep the ground, especially if it's uh, being used pretty, Wednesday, pretty, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, I mean the weather, obviously the weather conditions, but but it, I mean it's a heating system under it all. I think now that, that it tends to hold up. It's um, 
it, it, it's really, you know, that, that surface has improved uh, dramatically. Yeah, the days the years, of years. I remember uh, in the sort of mid-2000s going to a game at, uh, it was then called Telstradome, and mm. if you saw the footage of it, it looked like they were almost playing in the desert. It was this dusty <laughs> surface. It was incredible. It was really, really bad, but uh, it's come a long way since those days. I think the maintenance of turf, that was only like 15 oh, yeah. years ago. Yeah, well, back in the, uh, in the old days, even with the... If you still had a black and white TV and you'd be watching a Collingwood North Melbourne replay and, uh, gee, that... Couldn't see mud, who was pink. And the mud and, the, yeah, the, the shirts were all... Uh, the shorts were all the sh- same colour, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> so, but, yeah, uh, ground maintenance has improved uh, enormously. So we'll look forward to all that. And uh, and North Melbourne, as we said, they play Hawthorne in the first round on the uh, on the Sunday. Well, that's... Uh, past one. They've obviously gone out of their way to try and find where possible some sort of relatively evenly matched hmm. teams because that could be an interesting sort of game if uh, North Melbourne wins that game against the, the Hawks. That really starts to set them up and gets a bit of confidence there, doesn't it? Well, that's right. And, uh, well, I think, actually, just quickly looking at that, we've got first place, second. Yep. Brisbane and Port, I think they'd be close to saying third play fourth from last year. GWS and Sydney, both. Yep, they're in the sort of bottom yep. bottom end and of that. Yep. Geelong v Essendon. Yep. Uh, St Kilda, Collingwood, finished similar. Hawthorne, North Melbourne, both down towards the bottom. Yeah, Adelaide, Frio, West Coast, Gold Coast. So there you go, they're very Arthur. evenly matched teams, aren't yeah. they? Yep. So that could be a Great really start. tough uh, round to actually start the tipping. I won the tipping <laughs> uh, this year, um, so there'll be pressure on to try and maintain that, but <laughs> it might actually be quite difficult to tip that first week. Well, that yeah, that could be an interesting one. If you get a good start there, you may, uh, may set up the whole season in your tipping. That's right, yeah. You only need to get a few games in front and mm. then uh, you're good, yeah, as long yeah. as you then just sort of go with the, the favourites from there on in. Look, we will take a break. We'll come back after the break and uh, I know you've got a bit of a local cricket update for us, a bit of a report on how it's all going. And uh, you've been into the Lawn Bowls and uh, also I saw you tuned into to uh, the final couple laps of uh, Bath. That's a bit of a story about how you can go from blowing a tyre to winning. Mm-hmm. So that's a good story. So uh, stay with us. Just about there for the day, but uh, Pete, you've got a bit of a local cricket update for us. How are we going? Uh, well, in the uh, in uh, district cricket, unfortunately, Richmond uh, beat Geelong. Uh, uh, the Geelong side only made 210, probably need to make about 250. So they've won two and lost two in uh, in the district cricket, and uh, three of their games were against bottom sides outside. Uh, or sides that finished outside the eight last year, so a little bit of trouble, Geelong. Um, in uh, in the local Division One, uh, we saw uh, Newtown and Chilwell go down to Mergy Bullock, uh, South Barwon go on their merry way, beating Bell Post Hill. East Belmont were too strong for St Joey's. North Geelong uh, got over Grovedale as well. So the latter is South Bowen on 21 points. Mergy Bullock, Lara and East Belmont all on 15. And then outside the four at this stage, Newtown, Chilwell and North Geelong all on 15. So you've got five sides on 15 points. St Joey's, Grovedale uh, on nine and Heighton and Bell Post Hill down the bottom on three points. So looks like it's going to be very interesting in Division 1 in uh, in the district, uh, in local cricket and... Uh, yeah, district cricket not going so well at the moment. And uh, Bathurst, yes, uh, you reckon it's just a little bit of its magic from the days of when it was Ford v Holden. Ford v Holden. Look, I'm, I'm, I was never, well, I used to call a petrol head or anything like that, but but I used to enjoy sitting down, but you go to someone's place, have the barbecue, and you'd have a fanatical Holdens and your fanatical <laughs> Ford Ford people, and they'd have all the gear on. Even though they're mostly the same sort of cars, weren't they, really? <laughs> yeah. You want to get serious, but anyway. Yeah, true, but it was a great rival. Uh, but uh, yeah, look, it was interesting, but a, a great win by Chaz uh, Mostert because, uh, as we said earlier, Mitchell, he blew a tyre. Um, 
six years ago, he had a horrific crash uh, at, at Bathurst and uh, suffered some serious injuries. So overcame everything yesterday. There's always something happens, you know, like uh, you've had, um, you know, animals jumping, kangaroos bouncing across the road. Echidnas, I think they had echidna, yesterday. Yesterday, the echidnas came along. So, uh, but uh, look, it's uh, it's still huge for uh, for those that are really into the sport. So, uh, but well done to, uh, and, and yeah, it's a great following. And just finally, the lawn bowls. How's that going locally? Because I reckon a few of our listeners would be into that. Yeah, well, look, we're, we're into round four and um, I, I play at Bell Post Hill, as you know, and uh, uh, and well done to our boys because we're up into Premier Division for the first time and uh, on Saturday we uh, we claimed the full 18 points. Our, our four rinks got up uh, against Drysdale at home. So first time we've done that and... Uh, Gives our um, gives our season a, a bit of a kick along, but it, look, it is good. Um, numbers struggle a little bit in mid midweek these days, but um, yeah, look, uh, at least we're getting some games in. So it is uh, still with some COVID restrictions, obviously. So no breaks, um, but um, yeah, but uh, all the clubs are uh, are back out there and enjoying it. That's great. Right. Yeah. Have the final word. Uh, look, I was just um, walking through the, um, the shopping centres uh, last week and it's good to see crowds back into your Westfields, your Market Squares, but all the other little shops, you know, hopefully are starting to pick up again and uh, and a lot of uh, houses have got the Christmas lights uh, going now, which is really good. So uh, good spirit and uh, after everything we've been through the last 18 months or so, let's hope we all have a very, very lovely Christmas and we can catch up with everyone that we want to. Well said. You're back for next week, the final time for this year. We can perhaps reflect on some of our greatest sporting moments in 2021. Yeah, it's true. And uh, and we'll have a quick look at uh, Port Adelaide next week. Excellent. Looking forward to it. Thank you very much. That's it from me. But where's Jay with you straight after the 11 o'clock news? Talk to you tomorrow, 9 a.m. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram or wherever you get your podcasts.